This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. You know, do you want to win the battle or do you want to win the war? The long-term uh, effect of, of dealing with this conflict versus the short-term. Like, I don't think all money is good money. If, if it's between me making a little more money and making someone potentially unhappy and creating conflict down the right. road, I'm going to pick less money every single yep. time. So if I'm having upfront conversations like, no, we don't do that, period. As simple as that. There's really not much more explaining I have to do. You know, at the end of the day, we're just going to do whatever it takes to make the pain go away. I'm going to get right in my bed. Uh, why you going to try to get mad? Uh, everybody want to keep up. Don't uh, you know I'm going too fast? Uh, I'm going to zip, zip right past. Uh, drip, drip all on my swag. Uh, Everyone, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. We have another great episode for you today. Very excited to be here's back to in hope. the saddle. Yeah, here's to hoping we don't let you down. Uh, that's a great way to intro this uh, this podcast. But I have my good friend Jason McCutcheon in the house today. Jay, what's up, man? Wedding season full effect. Rocking and rolling. Looking forward to talking about this topic today, which is um, dealing with conflict. I think um, if you do this long enough... I, you're gonna have either actual conflict or the, like the specter of conflict, like potential for conflict. And I really do feel like like people who learn how to manage this effectively, um, uh, it's one of the best ways to really determine their success. And people who can't figure this stuff out, who their ego gets all wrapped up or they're constantly getting into situations where they can't resolve any kind of conflict, it's pretty pretty big determiner that you're not gonna make it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it's one thing that can definitely wear down your wedding creative is just like constant conflict with couples, with planners, with just people in the industry. Like it's so easy to like get burnt out in this industry and having a lot of conflict in your life definitely um, attributes to, I think, people just checking out mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and being like, I'm going to move on because this is too hard. And so hopefully um, we can share some of our experience. Hopefully it can be something that's helpful to you and your business. And um, we will at the end get into the dreaded revisions topic. Right, right. So, yeah. so stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah. So I think what we want to do today is is dive into um, not only stories and, and scenarios that we've kind of gone through, but just an overall um mentality on how to how to deal with conflict how to approach it um as a professional so that um you have uh, you're prepared really like if, if you don't prepare for conflict you're just gonna react yeah you gotta expect it yeah. so so i am a person who is perfectly happy to have conflict if i think it's worth it um and i think you're similar but probably more conflict averse than i am you know typically you're the one dealing with most of our clients I, we maybe are 50-50 on planners, but um, kind of like what's your basic, basic like overarching kind of belief on conflict and like what's your goal when you, when you could see it coming? Well, all I can say there to start is uh, thank God for email because email is like that great buffer of like you get an email in from somebody and then you can go into your room and just scream and they don't feel any of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you get it out and it feels a lot better. And then I can come back like I will be at home like reading my wife an email. Like, can you believe this person just sent this to me? Yeah. After all I've done for them, whatever, boom, 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 I'm going off like how unjust it is, how I've been treated poorly and how I did a, a favor. Like my favorite line right now is just like, no good deed goes unpunished. It's so true. It's the most true thing any person has ever said in their oh, life. Oh, yeah. If you think you're helping someone out, you definitely feel that more than they feel helped. Yes. <laughs> but but I can't tell you how many times my wife will be like, don't respond to that email. But then I, I respond to it, and she's like, wow, you actually did really good with that email. And I'm like, yeah, it just needed a second to deal with that. So I'll just say – Thank God for email because I think we would all be fired by now if it wasn't for like that medium. If it's like people called you all the time, you're always like, I just call people. I hate calling people because I will be emotional. If, if I'm talking to people, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I don't want you to – I will show my cards too much. I have to take a second. I have to calm down. I have to like 
deal with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, th- first of all, thank God for that. Um, we deal with a lot of conflict. Um, and I think now it's not really, I think with the more you deal with conflict, the less it becomes conflict because yes. you're just like, I know how to deal with it. Well, it's not about being right anymore. And I, right. and I think right. like for you, the thing I always hear you say, you know, I basically agree with the only time I disagree, we'll talk about later, but in general, make it go away. Yeah. Make the conflict Stop the go pain. away. Stop because <laughs> yes. at the end of the day, like no one you're dealing with is your friends or family in like the sense that like like if you have conflict with your wife, right? You need to finish the fight. Yeah. Because you have to clear the air, you have to have a level of trust with this person that requires honesty about everything, all this good stuff. Dealing with a wedding planner or a client you're going to work with one day in your life, like you don't actually need to get like you don't need that level of trust. You just need each other. You need to like they need to walk away happy, mm-hmm. and I need to walk away. Right, right. <laughs> There's so many analogies to this. It's like you know, do you want to win the battle or do you want to win the war? Like mm-hmm. the long term uh, effect of of dealing with this conflict versus the short term. Like yeah. it, it might hurt a little bit more to just deal with a little bit of short term pain, even if it means believe it or not, saying sorry for something that you didn't do. Like that, it can just be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. Like, I'm sorry that this happened, even if it's not even your fault. Like, I'm sorry this is your the way that you're feeling about it, even though you know you're t- it totally it's totally unjust. Yeah, and I, I think the thing I see in a lot of creatives, um, you know, having these like Facebook group conversations or whatever is like, you know. Can you believe how unjust this is? Can you believe they don't respect me? Can right. you believe they don't it's, something it's, about me? It's always some like emotional thing. And and it's not just a matter of like, well, yeah, you're right. Like I'm always like, I'm right in this case. Most, and, and actually having a business partner like you and having a team to be like, am I wrong here? And having someone else be like, you might be a little bit wrong. And I can be like, okay, let me just tamper, like get a good perspective I mean, on this. But most of the time you're like, no, you're right. But like, Let's just get over it. Let's just, let's just deal with that. Like, because I am, if I'm being hit with an email that I'm like, this is so stupid what this person's saying, you can just be like, yeah, yeah, it is. But like, you're not emotionally entangled in it. Like, I'll be, like, you can bring me down. Well, at the end of the day, like, we're running a business mm-hmm. and there, there is a such thing as good conflict, especially with an ongoing partner, um, someone who you're going to work with consistently. You might want to have some arguments from time to time, but because it will prevent future arguments. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, to me, the only time to really have an yeah. argument with someone. But in general, in this industry, any fight you have with someone that escalates to the point of, like, a fight. Now, there's potential conflict, but, but like, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today maybe would be better described as potential conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... You don't want to be having like arguments with clients, planners. If you're in that situation, you've kind of probably broken a few of these things. So, so we're going to break it down into four um, kind of areas of wedding planning um, and, and interacting with clients and interacting with partners and areas where we see conflict the most, which is in sales, um, in the wedding Pre-production, like before the wedding, you can have conflict. On the wedding day, there's potential for conflict. And then, of course, after the wedding day when you deliver the film or or, or you haven't delivered the film yet, but they want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like those are, I think, like you're kind of like walking into four different kind of arenas of types of conflict you might have with different types of people. And so I think we'll break it down that way. And so why don't we start by talking about um, sales? You know, someone's reaching out to you in the inquiry process, and there's, I think, a couple of very um, specific types of conflicts you can have or potentially have with different types of people. You know, I'm always reminded of, you send someone a contract, right, um, and they, like, don't like something in it, or someone, even, like, the, I don't really feel like we get this question too much, but you'll see people all around, they'll say, like, a plan, a couple will say, like, this is a potential conflict. Why am I paying so much for a four-minute video? Mm. Like, little things like that that happen in sales that can become a weird turnoff to the couple or the people that you're having to work with. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot here. And and I would just say that this is probably the one area that I don't really mind conflict as much as the other areas. Because in a lot of ways, like this is where I'm going to stick to my guns the most, like probably through the whole process, because you're setting expectations for the entire process mm -hmm. here. So if, if you, someone can twist your arm here, they know on the tail end, they'll be able to twist your arm there too. So if I'm having upfront conversations like, no, we don't do that, period. Like, I don't mind doing that. And that might be a conflict for somebody. Somebody might be like, well, why not? These other people allow me. It's just not something I'm willing to do. Like, as simple as that. There's really not much more explaining I have to do. Like, we've created a certain demand for ourselves. We have a certain level of product. And this is the way we do things. If you want to have this experience, like, and so I'm probably the most inflexible and the most tolerant of conflict in the sales process. I think it's very critical with the clients. I think with your partners, and we'll talk about wedding planners specifically because I think there's a little bit of a difference with them. But with um, customers who are reaching out to you and booking you, um, you're kind of a little bit testing the waters of like, what is it going to be like to work with this person? Am I going to be able to make this person happy? And so, yeah, like you said, you really don't want to be I, I personally don't see why you would be flexible really hardly at all yeah. unless like, and if you're willing to do it, I don't think that's being flexible. Yeah. Like we're not willing to adjust basically anything with our contracts. Yeah. We're not really willing to adjust hardly anything with our deliverables, um, our pricing, any of that stuff. Yeah. Because if someone doesn't respect those boundaries early on, they're not going to respect them when I deliver the wedding film. Right. And so we're looking for like, if they don't respect it, um, we don't want to work with them. Right, right. It, I, and and you can make the comparison of like being a parent, right? Like you're way more strict when your kid is younger. Like don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Like if you do that, you're going to get a spanking or whatever. Maybe spanking is not appropriate. You're not going to talk be... about on a podcast. Maybe we'll get censored here. Talking about spanking. Unsubscribe. I'm not listening <laughs> to this podcast anymore. So that spanking These... podcast, that spanking <laughs> wedding film school or podcast. Uh Anyway, anyways, whatever you be, you're much more strict up front. So then, when the, as kids get older and they're developing from responsibility, you can be a little bit more lenient with them, kind of thing. Yeah, same yep. same kind of deal. And I think it's mutual it's, respect is important too. Right, and I think it's backwards for a lot of wedding creatives where up front, and especially when you first start out, because you're just trying to get the job, right? And so it's like you're gonna be a little bit more flexible to secure the job, um, and and then maybe on the back end you're like. I can't believe these people are, are making me do this, this, and this. And it's just like, well, you're just, you set the expectations up front of like what they can expect through the process. So if they're asking for like five rounds of revisions, that's just them going with what they thought the agreement was up front. Like, yeah, it's a world, you're opening yourself up to a world of hurt. Everything is up for negotiations, yes. is what you're saying. So, you know, I, I think at this point, that there's a lot of these, um, a lot of these conversations that I don't really mind having conflict and just saying straight up. Why no. don't I give you a couple examples? of the types of conflicts. So one of the things I see a lot is um, the dad's a lawyer, the mom's a lawyer, they look at something in the contract, yeah. um, and some of them are just straight up like, they don't like the contract, they want it changed. Yeah. That's one type of conflict. And the other times it's like, the, the classic one is, oh, I don't own this footage? Yeah. So what if I, like, I can't post it on YouTube? Yep. Like things like that. And and they're really two different problems. Yeah. Like one night might be like the person's like, can you word your COVID policy X way? Mm -hmm. And the other time it's like the person just doesn't know what ownership versus licensing mean. Right. They're very different, but like they can feel the same. Right. When you're in that situation and you're feeling intimidated by someone, what's like the difference between those two types of interactions you might have with someone? Yeah. I think one is, is there's, there's hard lines there. Like, you and I up, up front are always like, we do not change our agreement, period. So we know that's our policy. Like, I think up front, you have to know what your hard lines are up front. And then you also have to know where some areas are just more, you have to educate the yes. customer more. One of them, I think, is based on education yeah. and educating the customer and clearing up a misunderstanding because the person's right. like, oh, they think ownership means that you can't, they can't share it on Instagram. Yeah. And the other one is, they want you to do something that you will not do. Right, right. It, yeah, and and it's like, I'll go, I'll tell a personal story from this year. Like, I feel like a couple months ago, I had probably three different, 
you know, leads and, and very hot leads. They wanted a book, but then they looked at the contract and they were like, we have objections to certain things. Can we hop on a phone call, whatever? Um, I had one dad and I just hopped on a phone with him and he's a lawyer and he's retired. So he literally doesn't have anything else to do. You're his except, job now. I'm his job. Is, <laughs> is, he's going to look through and review our agreement. And, and save and, his daughter. You know, I was like with him, I was just like, you know, um, let me look at this. Let me let me think about it and and talk to my lawyer and I'll get back to you on certain things. I wrote down his notes. And with him, I just told him at the end of the day, I was like, you know, like I can appreciate you being interested and in, in, you know, being this involved. And but at the end of the day, this me talking to my lawyer and paying him hundreds of dollars an hour to to revise this, like, and you're not gonna pay me for that. It's just like this isn't really worth it to me. And he understood and he was like, okay, you know, totally makes sense. You know, I think we'll look around a little bit more. Great, fine. Do they book? No, no. Uh, I've, I've had people book in the past too. If I just say no on contract stuff, I've had plenty of people book as well. I've had more so people book if they're like, can you bring down the price? And you say, no, people will still book you almost 100% of the time. Yeah, you can't, they're just, you can't fault people for asking. No, and you, as a, like, I will but. say this when it comes to conflict. Yeah. If you're thirsty, your ang- your anxiety level is going to be elevated and you're going to do things that are stupid either by having arguments or offenses or just making compromises yeah. you're not willing to make. So don't be thirsty. Like, I, I had another uh, guy reach out for our lower tier product and they wanted it. Not <laughs> this guy. And he was just like, you know, um, hey, we're concerned about this part of the contract, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, we don't change our contract, unfortunately. Sorry if this, like, affects you guys, but just, like, it's our policy that, you know, we have a contract that we think works, and a lot of people like it, and that's what we do. And he was like, I just don't think it's fair that this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, <laughs> don't talk to me about what's fair. I'm not working for you yet, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's fair and not fair? It's like, this is a product. You buy it or you don't. Like, don't talk to me about what's fair. Um, I didn't say that, by the way. But... I, I did just say, you know, like, well, if I'm going to do all the things that you want, that means that I have to talk to my lawyer. I have to pay him a certain amount. And you're only spending $2,000 on this. I'm going to have to spend 300 It's just, it doesn't make sense numbers-wise. It's just not even worth our time, like, dealing, t- talking about this, really, at the end of the day. And he was so offended, so offended over this $2,000 product. And I'm like, dude, I mean, <laughs> you can be offended, but just, like, me having being willing to just be like, dude, I'm... That is the nicest thing I could say to you is like, it's not worth it to us to work for you because you're requiring like the price margins here are that already razor thin. You prevented future conflict. Right, right. Because I exposed them as like, hey, these people are going to be super high maintenance through the mm-hmm. whole process. And me just being like, yeah, you're asking for these things that are actually, I, I could have been like, these are unreasonable things for you to ask for at this price point, And it's not worth it to me. Well, I was just like, yeah, you know. What like, you're actually doing for that person and this is what you need to realize in sales. You don't want to book everyone. If your belief is I need to book everyone, and by the way, I do understand. If you're in a place financially where you literally are like every single lead you could book is a diff- is a big game changer for you, yeah. I'm not going to criticize you for compromising here. I do think you're going to be in for a world of hurt at the end, and so don't complain when the person's a pain. Yep. Um, but the goal is to f- get into a place where you don't have to work with people who don't respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's what we're going for. So, and it's kind of our frame of reference. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, easy for them to say, um, yeah, that's kind of true. It is easy for us to say, but at the end of the day too, we, we try to weed people out with, especially in contracts and in sales yeah. who aren't going to be ha- able to be made happy. So this is, this would be like a cheat code for this part of the process. I would say when it comes to anything contract related, personally, of course, make whatever decision you want. I don't mess with the contract because we paid I, for that. I, I pay my my lawyer, and it's not what I'm good at. So I don't want to think about it for more than two seconds. Like I have my contract; it's good, it's fair. Two hundred people signed it this year. Like, so I, there's obviously something that works there. And well, I've never had I'm, someone be unhappy with what they got. And, never and had issues. I could literally just say no to you, and someone else is going to book your date at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to deal with contract stuff. Like, it's just not something that's worth it to me. Um, where it comes to pricing and packages, we are very firm on price, but we're very flexible in terms of packages, if that makes sense. So someone could be like, hey- um, Within reason. With it, what, what, this, this is the way I explain it. Is, is someone who's like, hey, uh, our budget is uh, $5,000. 
but we want certain things. I say, well, we can do this package and then you can add this, this, and this. That brings you to right around $5,000, um, maybe $100 over or whatever, but that's where we are. And and so people are like, okay, you know, so I am, am flexible with packages and what they order and, and what they can create on their own. Yeah, more so we're flexible with how we package, yeah. not so much anything having to do with, we're never going to give you something for less than someone else paid for it, but we don't mind reconfiguring things so that you're getting the value that you want out of the package. The price is the price, but we can be flexible in terms of what you're receiving. Yes. Um, so so you just give people more options and walking them through. And, and so that's a big part of the process for us is like just having other options at the ready to like solve people's problems for them. Yes. Like one thing that we do is like, I'll tell people like, Hey, um, you know, I know you want this, this, and this. Maybe you just start with this. You see what you like. And then a year from now, you see if you want to add that ceremony edit. What do you think about that? Well, we can do that. I haven't talked to another videographer. Or they that. start talking about money. We say, hey, what if we break it up into four payments? Break it up into three or, or four payments. Like, like you just, so you're still getting paid the same amount. You're just giving people it, outs. The key for you when, it, when you're dealing with conflict is I remember reading a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. It was really helpful to me because. They say like a good salesperson doesn't take no for an answer, but they also have super high customer empathy. Mm -hmm. And I think trying to under, if you're an ego centered person who's always offended and always looking to be slighted and really bothered by that, you're going to have a hard time with this. But if you're a person who can always really try to hear what someone's pain point is really and be a good listener, you're probably going to be okay. If someone's like, if you can hear that, like the pain point is like, they want you, but they don't have the money today. Or they really want you, but like they don't care about this dance, but they really care about like just you are actually taking a negative and turning it to a positive when you can say, I'm going to be the person to solve your problem for mm -hmm. you. And so I would say like don't always look at potential disagreements as a negative. View them as like how do I turn this into a win? One of the things I was going to bring up, um, and we're going to talk about wedding planners in sales because there's some unique conflicts that can happen there. But before we get into that, um, just kind of like um, communication issues. I think one of the biggest, this is an unforced error that many, I think, creatives have is being really sloppy and slow and unresponsive with communication. Um, I, this is the conflict you don't even know you had. Mm -hmm. Like chances are, if this is happening to you, people, or if you're doing this, if you're running your business this way, people are just writing you off. Yeah. They're not even going to bother dealing with you yeah. because that's how offensive that conflict is to people. They don't want to have conflict with you either, by the way. Yeah. Especially not someone who won't even bother emailing them back. Right. And so, and, and you see it a lot. Like, I can't believe these people won't email me back. Like, I emailed them a bunch of times. And it's like, that's when we talk about, like, being emotionally attached to that kind of stuff. It's just like, it's not even, it's not productive Well, it goes both all. sides. Too. Yeah. It's like, like I, I don't, but, but we... Like a bride will wait weeks to email me back if they never email me back, and I don't even think about them. I'm like, eh, other someone. What I'm mainly referring sorry. to when we do a bad job. Sure, sure. We when we don't communicate with couples in sales. But some people, I think, are like, well, they do it too. The ghosting side. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I don't understand the ghosting complaints. There's no, yeah, I don't. I, well, yeah, I. I it, like, when you're like, only getting a couple leads, then you know you're ghosted by two of the two that reached out this week. That can be frustrating. But like, I, I get that it's that. frustrating that people don't email you back. But the whole sense of like <laughs> righteous anger that comes with it, where the person owes you an email back. Yeah. Like, if I email five landscapers to get a price, I am not emailing them back to say no. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to send a no email. Yeah. I'm just going to not book them. I think to a lot of people, though, initially, like a lot of creatives, it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, they reached out. They were curious Someone about gave my them pricing, something better. And then I gave them the pricing and they didn't even respond. Yeah. Like, why does that make sense? Like, I did all this. Like, they can't even they can't even write a simple email to me. Yeah. It's like, no, they can't, they can't. because they, you're literally one of ten. You're, you're literally meaningless to them. They don't care about you. Yeah. Like, until they are working with you. Yeah. And so, I mean, it sucks. I'm not saying that you shouldn't want that to be different if you're getting ghosted that is bad yeah i'm saying i like i don't understand how it's justification for being offended at that person even right. the the other thing though is really is like when someone's mad at you 
for poor communication. Mm. That's a tough one to come back from if it's early in the sales process, right? Yep. Yeah. Like definitely. You, you really don't want to have that happen. Like, and I, I'm curious how many people who struggle in sales, literally it's the difference between emailing people seven days after they emailed you or one day. Like, I'm curious about that because I, I often think like, if you're really disorganized, like you seem disorganized, mm-hmm. you seem like you're kind of like, even if you're sitting there waiting for the perf, one of the things I always tell people is like, don't give people perfect emails, give them fast emails. Yeah. Just say like, hey, so good to hear from you. I'm gonna think about what you asked. I'll get you I'll get back to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. That's way better than typing a million responses and giving them a perfect email seven days after you already lost the lead to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and and I can relate to a lot of people because like if you know anything about me, I'm the worst texture of all time. I'll yeah. look at your text because I'm quite literally the worst person in the whole world. I, I, I'll look at a text and I'm in the middle of like literally anything and everything. I look at it and I go, I'm working. I'm in the middle of shooting. How dare they and, text me? And, and my wife is, is texting me about calling my aunt on her birthday. And I'm like, literally the back part of my brain, I'll never remember to do this or, or consider doing it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and don't care about it at all. See you later. Like, uh, but just being like, uh, just giving like an okay, you know, great, sounds good. Just or or you know what I love is the little just thumbs up on the text. Now uh-huh. it's just it's great. I do that to everything. What Anything you, comes in, I just thumbs. Just up think of it this way: the way that wedding pl- or filmmakers feel about being ghosted, mm-hmm. that which I think is unjustified. I think is totally justified for wedding couples. Mm-hmm. Like if you reach out to someone and like you've got money to give them and they literally don't even care about working with you, it seemingly that is offensive mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. And so don't do that. That's yeah. a conflict that's hard to come back from. And, and and I would say it's a lie to think that like, well, if I'm not emailing them back, they must just think I'm like really important. They're not going to assume that. They're just going to assume that you're disorganized. No one in the world thinks a wedding planner is important. Like, no one in the like world thinks a wedding people. planner is important. No, I'm sorry. No one. No wedding planners definitely think they're important. But <laughs> I was but like, "What?" No one in the world thinks us <laughs> wedding filmmakers are important. Yeah, like maybe seven people, but yeah. like most of the people we're working with is like, "Oh yeah, okay, I should get a wedding filmmaker." Yeah. Like, sure. Most people that are emailing you are like, "Well, they just do camera stuff. Like, they're just in Yosemite shooting today. Like, what? Else, like, what else could they be doing besides emailing me?" Yes, that's shoot. how they actually view yeah. They're us. like, what, so you shoot on the weekends, like, do you have the rest of the week off? You're like, uh, They literally think that. No. <laughs> like, literally, I um, have to edit. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> the, but the same. But you're just sitting at your computer all day. Like, you can email me back. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I wanted to bring up one thing in sales right. that is, I think this won't be for everyone. But if you're in a certain place in the market, one of the conflicts you can have is dealing with planners in sales. Hmm. And I find this to be one of the trickier parts because a lot of times you're all different scenarios. Sometimes you're dealing with couples and planners. Sometimes you're just dealing with planners Mm -hmm. and the planners doing the sales for you, you know, and they have specific requests. Mm -hmm. Could you, could you do this? Like, can you give me some money off? Can you do all these? Like the planner ones are sometimes tough for me because they're custom. They're Mm -hmm. not, like the thing I like about our processes at our companies is how templated everything is. Most people are going to reach out. Hey, we want your pricing. Hey, we want to like yep. talk through our day a little bit. Hey guys, great. Here's the things that you're looking for. Planners, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, um, they kind of want this custom thing. Is it possible for you to be the person shooting? Like, could you come a little bit early? Like there's much more of that like custom nuance kind of conversation that you have to have, which sometimes like I'll get emails and I'm like, I don't know the answer to this. So I have to do a job in order to figure out the answer to this. And it's like, that's where uh, what gets hard for me sometimes. Like um, like if someone's like, hey, can you um, send, uh, I, um, I need a certificate of insurance for like the uh, planner might reach out and ask for that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like that's a job well, for me to well, do. I have, a spe- it's not I, have just a, an email. I have an example that I know I can share because yeah. it wasn't real conflict and I know she wouldn't care. But a planner reached out to me today and said, do you have a projector or a TV mm-hmm. to, to bring to this wedding for this? 
You're gonna love this. To break this, this is a first. Jared hasn't heard this conflict yet. So, um, to bring so this dad giving his speech can share a PowerPoint during his speech. And I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I do, but I'm also gonna be honest with you, I don't want to do it. (laughs) And I said, this is why because we bought that for our live streaming. Um, which was an entire job. It had an entire person on it and yeah. it had an entire invoice associated with it. It wasn't just someone bringing a TV to a wedding and standing next to a TV for 30 minutes. And I also said, I am not comfortable having a wedding filmmaker have to deal with that um, while they're shooting. It's just not appropriate. It's, it's a separate skill. You have to send a separate person. A separate and person. like With who, a separate invoice. And who's a person that can just be like, available who you trust to be able to do this one-off job one time yes like so they will fail so what <laughs> i said terrible yes and that's what i said i said i'm not coming with anyone but me doing it really and i said um high risk just, low reward yes i said they could just go buy a tv for what i'm going to ch- charge them to do this for them yeah but then i ended it with this i said listen though if if you tell me they're willing to pay any price for this i will find a way to make it happen for you i can do it so I've made it very, very, very hard for her, easy for her to tell her couple, her couple, this is a bad idea. Yes. I come across looking like a nice, helpful person with capability, but also she's not going to make us do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like those types of things only happen when you're doing sales because we haven't booked that wedding yet. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that the people are asking for. They're trying to make sure that we – like you have these types of things with wedding planners that you almost would never have with a couple. Right. Like, or even like planners sell packages for us where we're like, that's, are you explaining this right? <laughs> like you can have weird conflict there yeah. where they're like, well, I sold them your package and like they, they, they didn't get the, the uh, documentary, the linear edit of their ceremony. And right. you're like, you didn't sell them that. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. that's a unique to planners. Uh, so, so some of the conflict I've seen with planners specifically and and this is great because we just had a conversation with one of our favorite planners in the world last week and just like, hey, let's try to solve a problem together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great. And like, that's what's awesome about working with awesome, awesome planners is it's like, how can we, because we're, we're not just like making our lives better, but we're making our whole yeah, industry Yeah, we, we consider here. them partners. Yeah. And you work with them on a regular basis that you're like, the next time we are all doing this, how can we all make this better? Like that, that is like a professional response to like just being a pro. Um Oftentimes it has to deal with packages. Um, like they don't, they're going to sell your packages, but they don't know the nuance of like what a second shooter means to the wedding day. I ha- I can't expect them to know what that means and sell that the right way. Um, so once the wedding day comes, like the couple might be like, Oh, we want to get the, the groom getting ready. And it's like, well, he's getting ready like 20 miles away. Like how is that supposed to happen? when you just booked this package. Like, mm-hmm. you booked the wrong package. Like, if I was there. So, a little bit Should of that. Should have booked a second shooter, you know? Should have booked a second shooter. Um, also, um, a lot of planners do not like CRMs and... and They don't want you really talking directly to their clients, sometimes maybe. They, yeah, they don't want you talking to it. They want to be that kind of, like, intermediary, um, which is understandable. Um, so, there's a lot more... It's a totally different game. It is. If the more you sell with planners, I was talking with um like I bring him up some a lot because honestly, he's one of my go-to like his context is uh so different than ours that yeah. I really trust him. I was talking to Lindsay from Larev yeah. and asking him Love some him. questions because he's mainly dealing with planners and his entire package is structured in such a way that um planners can't screw it up. Mm-hmm. Because that's the scenario he finds himself in. So again, that's another way to deal with it. Yeah. Is like how that's smart stri- strategically setting up your packages in such a way that the planners you work with have an easier time selling it and not getting you into trouble with clients down the line. Right. Whatever you do, just know if you're selling through planners or alongside planners, like either they're hopping on the sales calls with you or they're just saying, "Hey, I got a wedding for you this day. I'll send me a contract." Mm-hmm. That happens to us a lot. Yeah. Um, we had a wedding planner send us five dates early this year. Yeah. Yeah. Book me for all five of these dates, please. Thank yeah. you. You know, you could have weird stuff. So that being said, you sell it and you get the job. At that point, you're dealing with a client. Yep. And I think the relationship needs to change because you need to start moving into the mode of 
as much yes as possible. Yes. You like, turn into a yes man or woman. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I think before the wedding day, there's not a ton of conflicts that can happen. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are those couples, right, that are just a little over communicative. And they want mm-hmm. to send you way too much communication. And yeah. you're kind of like... We don't need it. I have nothing else to say to you. The person who's like a year and a half at a time, they're like, and then we're going to be coming down the river on a boat. And then I want a drone shot of this. You're like, you're a year and a half away. I'm dealing with this weekend. I just had this idea. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, geez. No. <laughs> that is a potential conflict. It doesn't seem like it. Sure. But if someone sends you an idea 18 months before their wedding, yeah. they are serious about that idea. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about that that threshold that that we we just kind of glazed over really quick, like the one where it's like, okay, they are now your client, and the way I see that person is now, like they can write a bad review mm-hmm. for you and it can stick. Beforehand, when they're just a prospect, they write a bad review. They're like, their contract was inflexible. Most of these sites, you can just be like, this isn't my client. They just don't like they my prices. They didn't email me back. Like, whatever. Like, they, I don't have a contract with this person. And they're going to eliminate it. Once you cross that threshold of, like, they have a contract with you, now, like, they can write a bad review for you, potentially. So, like, that's the way I see it is, like, this is a potential good or bad review. So I want to make sure I'm doing whatever it takes. Or they can tell partners that you care about that what a, yeah. your pain. There's a lot of things they can do. I, I want to do whatever it takes to make their uh, experience fantastic. So I do, that's when we do turn into yes man. And like my clients, I've, I'll fight for my clients. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fight them with themselves. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just be like, look, like I don't think you want this because it's going to make this harder for yes, you. Yes, this like, is what I was going to say. Exactly. This point, it's all about being creating as much clarity and expectation as you possibly can. Like if they say something that you can't gloss over things with people. If you hear, I remember talking to a client recently and I get on the phone and then the mom comes on and I can tell that the mom's idea of what they bought was very different than the daughter. Yes. And so I addressed it right there on the phone. I'm like, okay, just so you know, we're not really able to do what you're wanting with what they got. Yes. And I just want to clarify that with you. And then I'll tell, but I always am going to say, but here's a solution Mm -hmm. and it will cost this much money and it's up to you. Mm -hmm. And that way, and usually they say, no, actually I'm fine with what I got. I understand that we're not going to get X, Y, and Z and that's cool. But I know for a fact, when I deliver that film, they're not going to say, where's the footage of the guys hanging out? Mm -hmm. And I, because I told him on the phone, actually, we're not going to capture that. They're 30 minutes away. Actually, pay for that. I'm not going to walk around the reception and ask your guests to to talk to the bride and yeah, we're not going to do interviews. We're not going to do interviews because yeah. you have one. You only bought one shooter, and if you even if you bought two shooters, I'm going to make you buy a third videographer for that because that's a hard job that no one wants to do. First of all, whether you're a shooter or the person well, who's going to be in front of the camera, no the one issues, wants to be a part of that. Most of the issues here are education based. Right, right, like, right. You can tell totally. someone like like I've had three people ask for these interviews, which I if you do them fine. I hate them. I don't want to do them. And it's easy for me to get out of doing it because I say to them, um, this is not going to work because your space is going to be so loud mm-hmm. that, and also I tell them I've tried to do it in the past. Guests never want to go. Almost uh, never want to. Yeah. Do I'll it. say like, so. okay, at one point in the day is it? So I, I usually tell people like, I'm happy. I'm more than happy to do it. We'll send another person. I'll charge you an extra $1,500 to do it. I'm happy to do all that. Like it's, it'll be, we're going to do our very best. But I just don't want you to have to spend all this extra money mm-hmm. and us to have interview three people. Like Th- that, yes. that can happen. And very we tell easily. people this is why it's out of our control. we're advocating for you to not waste yes. your money in this way. Yep. And that might be a difference with us is like we don't take every dollar on the table. I don't <laughs> think all money is good money. I think yeah. like there's if it if if it's between me making a little more money and making someone potentially unhappy and creating conflict down the right. road, I'm gonna pick less money every single yep. time. Of course. And I think, you know, and then I do think there's communication things that can come up before the wedding. Like if someone, people do, you owe it to these people to respond to every email. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like even if it's like, I had this dumb idea where we're for this dumb thing that you think is totally ridiculous. Saying like, like literally, oh, make sure you capture me stepping on the glass after we get married. Make sure you capture him stepping on the glass. Of course you're going to do that. Right, right, right. But you just say, 
Yeah, of course. Yep. And and understanding that people's assumptions are going to be different before the wedding, leading and through the whole process, really. But like before the wedding, some people might be like, okay, so we'll see you on the wedding day. Other people three months beforehand are like, are we going to go over the timeline? Like they're freaking out. They're like, I can't believe we haven't talked about this three months beforehand. You're like, you still have three months. It's probably your timeline still could change. Like your photographer could be like, let's change this up a little bit. Like how many times does that happen? Um, and we're not, we're not worried about it. So we being overly communicative, like being like, Hey, two months beforehand, we're going to send this out. We'll have a conversation a couple of weeks beforehand. We had a bride last year who was upset that we waited till the week of her wedding to have a discussion with her. And usually we have it like two weeks to a month beforehand. In this case, we were slammed. It was like middle of August and it was a week beforehand that we were able to schedule a meeting. And it doesn't actually, we know it doesn't have a tangible difference on the how yeah. it's covered, but. No, like a week beforehand. I mean, usually how, how often are things still getting locked in place a week beforehand for a lot of weddings? Pretty so, common. Pretty common. Um, you know, it's but her assumption and expectation was that, hey, we were going to have, we're important. So we we're going to have a, a, a consultation a month or two beforehand. And it was like, Okay, like there's not really a lot I could have done there, but sorry, like we didn't meet your expectation there. Like that's on us. It, like most of these people, it's their first wedding, yep. and they're nervous yep. and they're anxious and they just want it to be good, right? And so, right. like most of these conflicts, you gotta take it through that lens. Yep, and, and just being empathetic mm -hmm. with people, like being like, yeah, you know, she's probably going through this. Like uh, that—that's the first step to solving a problem. Here's an interesting thing: before the wedding day, you can avoid conflict on the wedding day, mm -hmm. and I always tell people it's like. Just be like the future conflicts that can happen. And this is particularly with vendors, DJs. Yep. We don't always do this, but often we might reach out to a DJ, um, especially if we're like, or a church lady. I'll give you a good example <laughs> of a conflict that I avoided. There's a, there's a cathedral in Newport, Rhode Island. This is a notoriously uh, un, a hostile environment for wedding filmmakers. They, have a, they send a big mean list they're, they tell couples, basically, we hate filmmakers, um, all this not, stuff. And I remember seeing it, and I was like, I got this. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work my magic here. So I go extra. So I don't bother emailing. I don't do that because I know these people, like, that conflict. But, I, but it kind of started before the wedding. And it's like you, by planning this stuff out and knowing what I'm getting into before the wedding, I knew on the day of – I walk, get there early. I walk up to the lady. I walk her through. I say, I read your whole email. I see these five points. I'm cognizant of the entire thing. So I let her know I'm listening to you. I care about what you think. I respect the space. I respect your space. I tell them I'm, you know, I'll even drop something like I'm a religious person. I understand it's a sacred space. I want to protect this sacred space for you. Like anything I can do to connect with this person and disarm them and make them not think I'm a jerk. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, here's what I want to do during this wedding. And and like the issue is they don't know actually what they're talking about. They just made a list and she goes like, okay. well, they're just trying to, they're, they're painting with a broad brush and yeah. trying to make it so that all videographers can't like walk up on the altar or yeah, whatever, do something right? ridiculous that I which, would, which they made that list because someone did that. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, they were like, okay, I'm sick of these people. I'm just making yep. a list. And then I don't That's have to deal with it. empathy right there. Yep. And I just told her, this is what I want to do. And after the wedding, she's like, oh my gosh. Like, you guys were the only people, maybe, you know, you're the best videographers, you're the ones who, like, she came out of her way to come and tell me mm -hmm. how respectful you were. And I did literally whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. I walked down the aisle with the gimbal, I did everything I wanted, because I knew what they really cared about, and I didn't do the things that they really didn't want. Yep. And I think, like, before the wedding day, you're collecting intelligence, yep. like, about what is this day going to be like, so that on the wedding day, you can deliver a great experience for not just the couple, but all the partners involved, yep. the photographer, all the people, like, I, that you can have conflict with. And I think it starts with just oftentimes just a simple, right. hey, man, I'm working with you tomorrow. Right, right. Being being overly communicative. Like, how many times have you asked the DJ, hey, man, um, do you mind if I plug in? How many times have they said no? Never for me. I've had one guy do it in 13 years, and he was a schmuck. <laughs> he was a one schmuck. time I had someone unplug my stuff because I didn't even, I thought well, it was the venues. But. So, so, and, and so you know that most of the time when you ask a DJ, uh, you, they're going to say yes. That doesn't mean you just plug into all their stuff, right? No. Like you, you should still be asking him, even though you know, it's just being courteous and, and, and avoiding conflict being like, That's hey, man, what most people are set in? off by is yeah. just when you come across as totally uncourteous and like, 
just a quick little like entitled. Yeah, you can't come across that way. Yeah. Like I know you're gonna say yes, so therefore, I, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. A lot of your conflict avoidance on the wedding day is starts before the wedding day with other vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, if a planner thinks you're ignoring their client too before the wedding, that's not gonna go well either. So mm-hmm. yeah, they'll just um, stop. Yep. So let's talk about the wedding day. Not a lot. I mean, if you're having conflict on the wedding day with anyone but the photographer, um, I think you're doing something quite wrong. Yeah. And I would even say with the photographer. Well, you could have a photographer who's just like a hostile psycho. Sure. sure. Like, and you have to work right next to them. But in general. Yeah. Like you should, I can't imagine. You you said it. You were like, I don't think I've ever had conflict with a bride or groom day of. Like, can you imagine? No. Like... If you this happens to you and maybe you have a good reason, fine. Yeah. I don't know, but for me, it's like I just never would ever try to have those conversations. Like I don't say anything. I I, I just basically try to say nothing negative around a wedding right. couple. Like it's all like this is great and yeah. like be as positive as I possibly can in yep. every single interaction. Yep. So like I don't really know. I don't deal with co- conflict. I'm sure someone has, but I don't really have a lot of tips because I never really had it happen. Yeah. Um, we've had minor conflict with photographers. Maybe they don't even know it, but in my head, I'm having conflict. Yeah. Maybe a planner. Not that I can really remember. Maybe a little bit with, you know, I like little things like planners saying, turn your lights off or. I, yeah, I had one planner who, uh, spent a lot of money on a lighting person in January and they were terrible, (laughs) really bad. And I, and, and I had my lights up and they were like, Hey, I know that you have your lights up, but I just feel like it would be really disrespectful if you had your lights up and we paid a lot of money for this uh, this lighting guy. I was like, okay, could, could we move the lights in a way that doesn't look terrible? <laughs> in the, I said it in a nice way. I was like, can we make it so that the light is actually hitting them? Can because, we actually light a subject with the we, lights? Because they're in the darkness and I don't care what you're lighting over here, but like over there, they're sitting in a pool of nothing. So that's why I want my light on them because I need to see them. <laughs> so can we do something? And um, and they they made it look good, and then they changed it again. I was like, dude, like they just. So I was like, can I turn it back on? She's like, no. And I was like, you know, I kind of had to bite the bullet there because I was like, I, I like the planner, um, but I was like, that's probably the most conflict I've ever. I mean, had. I can. And tell she you- knew I was kind of annoyed, but she. I think she respected the fact that I respected her. Two weeks ago, I went into a venue. Yep. The guy goes, you can't come in here. And I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the videographer. We, as a courtesy, allow the photographer and the couple to come in early. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So they literally made me sit on the sidewalk for an hour and a half. And I was, I told her, I'm like, I don't understand this, but okay. Yeah. And then, so she knew I was annoyed, but I was like, I'm not going to escalate. Yeah. So then I do what she says. And then I walk in, and, and they're like, you can sit in the basement. <laughs> so I sat in the basement and waited because it's like just arbitrary time. They let the yeah. makers go up. Literally, there's 40 staff up in the room setting yeah, this yeah, place yeah. up. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the basement looking up through this like thing Ugh. at these people. And then I'm like, hey, when can I set, set my stuff up? I just, I just want to tell my assistant like what the plan is. She's like, what stuff do you need? This is a venue person, by the way, not the planner. What stuff do you need? It's at a museum too. So they're like they're like protecting the sanctimonious, like hollowed halls of their museum. And and like this person's like, I'm like, you know, tripods stuff. She's like, you can't set up tripods. It's like, did you even read the list? I was like, I've never seen anything. Well, Paige was supposed to send that to you, the planner. And it's just, it's just going off. And and I, I just keep like de-escalating. Yeah. I just keep saying, hey, listen, whatever you need me to do. I'm going to do, but just tell me yeah. <laughs> what you need and I'll do it. And I think like that right there is like. Like the, audio equipment. You can't have audio equipment here. I'm not going to explain video <laughs> to this random lady who's never going to understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And so the key is just like letting her know like whatever you actually want me to do is what I'm going to do. So just communicate it with me. But I don't want to have conflict with this lady. Yes. I just want her to go away. Yeah. And let me do my job. But then. When she made it clear to me that certain things that we do that the couple paid for, they would not let me do. Hmm. I go to the couple and I say, listen, this is the conversation I just had. I just want you to know. And they go, we don't care. Do whatever she says. And I say, great. And I'm off the hook. Yes. And that's the point. Is yeah. like I didn't have a fight with anyone and I didn't set myself up where the couple's like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's what's critically important is like everyone understands what's going on. Yep. And like, don't get emotional. Yep. It's yep. not worth it. Um, 
Can we talk about afterwards? Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's get into that. This is this is the fun part. <laughs> so this is where things I think um, mo like hopefully you're not having conflict on a wedding day, minus a photographer. But in general, it's yep. like just do what they say for yep. the most part. Be clear with them, and you'll be fine. Yeah. After the wedding, you do the film. You spend I don't know twenty five hours editing this person's film. You're so proud of it, and you send it their way. And we've all seen the dreaded, like, let's. What are some of the most ridiculous revisions you've seen? I mean, ridiculous revisions. I, I, I don't know. A lot of it's just like I don't like my face from the side or whatever. But like that stuff happens. But yeah. Then, um. So not. I guess not too ridiculous. We did have a person who was like <laughs> a while ago, uh, be like, I thought in our teaser, I thought we got drone coverage and there would be drone in the teaser. <laughs> we were like. There was. <laughs> there was a drone in there. There yes. was two shots in there. Oh, I didn't see those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But why are you coming off so hostile? <laughs> like, we did a really good job for you. This is a great teaser. Like, why are you so being, being so hostile? But, you know, for no reason. Uh, I don't know. The um, feedback I love is when they expected you to know that this person who you put in the film, they hate now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. Those are fun. And it's like, those are understandable. They because are understandable. It's like, how was I supposed to know that? How are you supposed to know that? Let's just solve it together. Yes. And so this is a lot of times where I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to do whatever it takes to make the pain go away. The other, We had a conversation in our bullpen the other day. Um, Caleb, our lead editor, is like, are we making revisions to teasers? Like, we've never done that before. People just accept the teasers. Like, they've always done that. But lately I've had one or two people be like, Hey, like I want to change this in our teaser. Like they send a list. I, of I think that's more indicative too of like the serious. Like teasers are more of a serious thing now, as yeah. opposed to like a weird throw-in. Yep, yep, yep. They used to just be a little add-on. Now you know, but it's not even. It's not even. Um, uh, it's an exception to the rule still. Mm -hmm. Like yes. and so when it's an exception to the rule, I'm just like. Let's just make it go away. We're just going to do it. Let's just do it. Like, yeah, it's unjust. Yeah, we tell people we don't do any revisions. After all of that, if someone wants revisions, don't tell anyone. But, like, I'm just going to make this person happy. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Because I know it's just, like, Caleb's going to go in there. He's going to work on it for an hour and change out a couple shots and, like, make it feel a certain way. And it's done forever. And they're wicked happy. You do it the same day. They're like, I can't. You guys are amazing. Yes. Thank you. You take an L and you turn it into a W easily when and you when you just are accommodating things that really don't hurt you. The couple will be like, a lot of times they might even be like, I know this is ridiculous what I'm asking this person, but I'm gonna put on a front. Like we want this done. And when you're like, okay, yeah, we just did it for you. Here you go. Oh my god! Like they actually did it. Well, <laughs> like, and how, and how so much I, how much of a good experience is that for somebody? Like yeah. that's what we can give to people. There's really like I think knowing how far is too far for you is mm -hmm. important, you know. And I, I, like I remember we had a couple or a, a bride who there was a lot of things she didn't like about the film. Most of them had to do with her. Oh yeah, and how she felt about herself, and it wasn't that we cared that she wanted these things changed is that like, actually you really couldn't do exactly what she was. There's like not right. enough footage. Right. Like we couldn't literally make a film. They, they were like, I remember that one. They were like, well, we feel like the film is a lot about the groom. And then you watch the film and like, she wanted less shots of her in it, but then and also wanted it to feel her. more about her, the, the film to feel more about her. But then the speeches, they had this long winded, even like, her dad gave a speech about the groom that was way longer than it was of her own daughter. Like the daughter part, he was like, yeah, you're an a-hole, but I love you. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> that was like the part. So it was like the small part. So we really just didn't have it. And we were just able to be like, well, these are the assets that we have. This is what we're thinking. Like, well, you can't we can make a film that has more of a bride and less of the bride, right? Concurrently, right? It, like, we know that's because what I'm when, when I'm hearing this person say is, I feel uncomfortable. Yes, I feel self conscious, and like I can empathize with that. Yes, um, I can't do what she wants though. Right, and I can't edit films in perpetuity. So I think having an hours limit in your brain. Even if you don't tell someone, but an informal policy that you know, like I'm totally willing to do two hours of revisions without even bringing up a conversation. Yep. If we start moving into a different realm, because what we will tell someone is we're happy to do this for you. 
like a song change. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants their entire song changed, we might internally have a talk like, can I get away with doing this with like not a lot of changes? Yeah. Which uh, up if, and by the way, up front, I tell people like, if someone's asked me about our revision policy, I'll be like, you know, like we don't do revisions, but like little things, like if you want shots swapped out, we're going to do that for you. We're going to make you happy. We're going to do whatever yeah. it takes. But if like where you're changing the whole spine and the whole skeletal structure of an edit by changing out the song. You're basically making us do an entire new edit. We're starting from ground zero. Yes. And and making them understand that up front um, so that when they get there, they're like, and also, we give them the opportunity to pick their own songs. And if they don't do that, if they don't take that opportunity, and then they're like, we don't like the song. There's like a million opportunities for them to know this is my fault. I, I, there's a certain level of like, I've given them four outs, and they haven't given me anything. They didn't give me any feedback up front. And now they're very opinionated. It's like, then I can have a little bit of a conversation and be like, well, we gave you this, this, this opportunity to do it. That being said, this is what I'm going to do for you. And it might not be everything that they want, but it's like, we understand that you haven't done anything to help this situation. We're still going to do a good job for you and do this for you. We never say no. It's true. We never say no. And I would tell you, like, I don't, even if you're actually saying no, you should never say no. No. You should say, this is what I'm willing to do. Yep. Never yep. say no. That's like conflict 101 in the wedding industry is never say no. Always say, this is what I'm willing to do. And that might actually be no, yep. like in reality. But at the end of the day, you're more clarifying. You're, it's, a, it's a posture of helpfulness versus a posture of defensiveness. I think the name of the game with conflict in general is, you know, wherever you can just provide clarity with someone, um, usually that's the resolution that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's just clarity and empathy, and they want to know that you care that they have a problem. And, and, and I think a lot of people really focus on what the problem is instead of the customer, mm -hmm. instead of the client, and, and even, even with wedding planners or anyone you're working with. And so I think, like, the only good conflict that you can really have with someone, um, really good conflict, is when you just decide not to work with someone who's going to make your life hell after that, your actual goal is to just try to make people happy. And I know that can be tough for ego-driven artists like us to just, like, squash it. Just let the photographer get in your shot. Right. Just let the planner think they're right. Let the dad think they're right. Let the people think you're right. Because at the end of the day, like, the experience you want them to walk away with, no matter who they are, like, I can't imagine someone who's like, you know what? What I want them to walk away with is that I was right and they were wrong. You don't want a person to walk away from working with you with yep. that's the conclusion they have. You want them to walk away and say, that person was great to work with mm -hmm. in the end. Mm -hmm. and, and like I think especially in three months after the wedding, one year after the wedding, you're not going to care or remember what you even had an argument about. You're not going to care if like you had to include something you didn't want in the thing. You're not going to care if you had to – whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You're not going to care about it. Mm -hmm. You're just going to care that this person – had a great experience and reviewed you and told you how awesome you were and referred you. Mm -hmm. And I think like you got to keep your eye on the ball when it comes to this type of stuff, because your ego is your biggest um, enemy when it comes to conflict. Um, but also just not even knowing what the win is. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a win to get this person to understand how video is made. It's, you know, who cares? Yeah. You, want, you want them to be happy. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Doing whatever it takes at that point to just, you know, take the L and just hey, we're gonna turn this into a positive experience for someone. Like, um, yeah, yeah, and just understanding. I mean, you're not perfect too. No. Like on on the back end, I think um, mistakes can happen and oftentimes do happen. Um, and just doing what it takes to resolve conflict in a way that makes the couple happy. Well, and I was gonna ask you one final yeah. question, which yeah. is. What about when we really screw up? Yeah. You know, because we do, all of us do. Yeah. You know, there are times where, like, they told you exactly, oh, this is my dad. He, he's going to do this certain thing, and you don't cover it well yeah. or, or something like that. What about when we really, really screw up? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's a matter of, uh, first of all, you have to show, like, remorse and be like, look, like, this isn't up to our standards, and what can we do to make this up to you kind mm -hmm. of thing? Um, 
because like someone wants to be really mad and they're justified in being mad like and understanding like i think a, a lot of times it's hard to even be upfront with that mm-hmm. for a lot of people and a lot how many times do you see people just ignore it and be like you know, not respond. I've seen people who are like late on a delivery and they're, they're like, well, this person needs to understand. I have a lot of wedding films to edit. Right, 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 right. right. Like they wouldn't let me out of my contract or something. Oh, but like the people that really screw up are like people that lose people's footage and just being like, like disappear. Like they become the ghost. Like how many times have you seen that happen? We've had people reach out to us who are like, Hey, my videographer disappeared. Like, they shot our wedding and now we don't even know if our footage exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know this person? Like, can you reach out to them? I'm like, no, I've never heard of them before, but that's awful. Or maybe they're like, we had one person who was like, we have our raw footage. We got this from the videographer, but they just refused to edit the film for us. And they sent us a DVD with all this like really ro- low resolution. It's like four gigabytes of footage from an entire wedding day. And they're like, they just refuse to edit this for us. And I'm like, oh, that's tough. But just like having that hard conversation, a lot of people, especially creatives, when they know they really screwed up, it's like hard to just own up and be like, I screwed up. How can I make this right? There's no way that I can really make Humility this right. Humility goes a long way, right? But yeah, yeah. And and just being like, we're going to make this as right as we possibly can because it's unacceptable. Yeah. And just like, you know, understand. Once you get over that hump of just like accepting I screwed up, and you know what? It doesn't necessarily make me a bad person. Screw-ups happen. Our team can mess up. Like, we're, we're only human. Um, but we're going to not make that mistake again. And, it, like, if we do, like, their heads are going to roll on our end. Like, there, there's going to be problems. Like, we're going to solve those Yeah, problems. I mean, learning opportunities are really important. And so, like, you're yeah. going to have screw-ups, yeah. especially if you're new in this industry. You're going to do things wrong. Yep. And I think what's critically important for you is, like, Knowing that A, most people are understanding. Yep. Um, but B, you better come correct mm-hmm. when you go have that conversation. You better show up head down, sackcloth and ashes, and you better be ready to eat some money mm-hmm. or eat some time. Yep. Give yep. them something for free. Like that's what I'll tell you. If you really screw up, you need to be the person saying, Don't just like say, What can I do? Have an idea of what you're gonna do. Right. Like, it's even better if right. you can say, like, hey, because I messed this up, I'm going to give you this money back. Right. I'm going to do this extra edit for yep. you. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, you know. And and going above and beyond, like, I, 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 a lot of people will be like, well, I'll give them, like, $100 off or something like that. And I'm like, if I screw up a part that I'm really like, this is my fault, I'm going to do work for free for people. Like, that's how much it's worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to do something like, hey, um, we screwed up and we, you know, uh, weren't on time. I don't know if we've ever not been on time. But whatever it is, it's like, I'm going to give you well, a free Oh, we're pre-planning teaser. our screw-ups with how we're going to solve them. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think, it, I mean, it only keeps Can you Can you imagine if you just forgot a wedding? Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I imagine it often, actually. <laughs> Uh, just being like, hey, where are you? That conversation. Ah. Terrible. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I think um, uh, that's a, a hard way to manage conflict. I don't want to just talk about like what's easy because- It's going to have to happen. It and will. Even it, it, whatever it is, like in the sales process, you don't get back to someone. You yep. should acknowledge, say, hey, listen- Every time you acknowledge that you made a mistake, it helps you. If you if that person's already thinking it, mm-hmm. like, why did that person take seven days to get back to me? Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry. I really tried to get 24 hours. This must have just slipped through. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you're letting them know, like, I acknowledge I made a mistake. This is not my pattern going forward. Yeah. I'm not a flake. Trust me. Yeah. Like, every time you can build trust up, because you lost trust. Yes. And I think that's the key is, like... And and even when you when you make up for that lost trust by whatever remedy you come across it's like you still have to earn that back Mm -hmm. you have to earn it and like prove like hey i'm gonna go above and beyond not just with how i'm solving this but now i'm gonna you might have to apologize to like three people yeah you might have to apologize to a wedding planner yeah their mom and the couple yep if you really screw up which is gonna happen Mm -hmm. you have to be Show the initiative, and like right. I, most most situations, I do find are not going to be your fault. Most conflicts we've seen are really misunderstandings by the client or by the another vendor. Right. But I think, you know, I think it's a good place to end. 
just kind of having that come to Jesus moment, which is like, hey, don't be so prideful that you can't just admit when you're wrong. Yep. This is basic conflict 101, right? You want to diffuse an argument with anyone? Yep. Tell them that you know that you're wrong and put them in a place where um, they have some empathy. Mm-hmm. Because if you can let them know, like, this is what happened, and I think not making excuses. And I, the only thing I will say is I don't think it's fair to bring up personal things that really take the relationship in a weird direction. I suppose if something really traumatic happened in your life, like my wife died last week or something really crazy, mm-hmm. like you might want to say, hey, I'm really sorry this happened. But mm-hmm. like, if you go like, my grandma died and I was really sad so I couldn't get in my edits or I had seasonal right. depression. Like it's, you, that's not saying that that's not legitimate, yeah. but like, I think you're moving into an unprofessional place mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. giving a person like, you're. You're basically saying, like, if you're offended at me, it's because you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't think that's a good position to put a client in. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, the, the client is going to be like, dude, I just want my stuff on time. And, and then they'll feel, either feel bad about wanting that yeah, because you told them you have seasonal depression yeah. and you can't get around to editing. Or, you know, they're going to have to accept, they're going to have to say to you, I don't care about your seasonal depression. You're two months late. Yeah. And I would say most people are in that category. They're not going to tell you that, but that's how they feel. That is how they feel. And so anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, We would love it if you could just subscribe to our podcast. That means a lot to us. Um, We have an Instagram account called The Wedding Film School Show. Mm -hmm. Definitely go check that out. And the other thing is we just launched a couple weeks ago a new YouTube channel dedicated to the podcast. We know it's not like crazy going to be viral and all this stuff, but if you're interested in, you just prefer to listen to content on YouTube, it's going to be up there. Um, We're going to be enhancing it a little bit down the line. Um, But yeah, it's up there now. Wedding film school show. So go check that out. Great. Yeah, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. I would also say, um, check out the Facebook group, get involved, ask questions. That's a great place to do that as well as um, check out um, Jason's, um, coaching sessions. That's something that we're also offering here at Wedding Film School. Head to our um, website, weddingfilm.school. Yep. Click on the coaching link. Cool, guys. We'll check out all those things and we'll see you again next week here on the Wedding Film School Show. <laughs>